Hey, welcome to Crosswalk Church. Today, Pastor Dan is bringing you a teaching, so head over to crosswalkphoenix.com and find today's message under the worship tab. There you can download the Crosswalk notes to follow along. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Whenever we have days like Father's Day, it's, it's always a difficult day. Father's Day, Mother's Day, any ones that involve family. And the reason why is, is in, in our churches, so many people have so many different backgrounds and relationships with their, their fathers, as an example, that, that some might look at it and say, my relationship with my, my dad is not good. I've never had a relationship. Maybe, maybe some have lost their father recently, or perhaps someone has lost a child. And that makes Father's Day also a reminder of that and, and those intense feelings come back. And I want you to know that, that we understand that and, and we are sensitive to that. And at the same time, we believe that days like today give us a, a great opportunity to go deeper into relationships and what God has given us. So in that spirit, uh, I, I want you to think about Father's Day, family, my people, And as you think about your past, if you are like me, that it happens in in moments. I think about moments that are there and then gone. And I want to share a a couple moments with you right now. Uh, The first moment that I remember as a father, yeah, that's me, right? How about the mustache? (laughs) And, and And the hair on top of my head. And that was the day uh, that I became a father. And, and it was, I, I just, and it was, I, I think of the, that, how happy we were. And notice they're smiling, the baby's smiling, which was like the only time in the first year of his life. <laughs> I, I remember vividly, right when the snapshot was taken, actually before, I tried changing him for the first time. And we were in the hospital, and it, those of you with younger kids, I had forgotten about this, man. I hadn't thought about it in a long time. You know those first times they go number two, and it's like this tarry stuff. And I, I have this vivid memory of, of, they didn't have wet wipes in this hospital. They had these pads that you had to put water on and start wiping, and it is, it's like trying to take tar off of a tennis shoe. And just as I was doing that, he was in a, of this little bassinet thing, and I had just bought a, a teddy bear that was holding the word love. And I was holding him trying to do this, and he peed over his head and hit the teddy bear. And then some of it like went in his eyes. And that was my first experience. And so now there's, it's all over him. It's all over the bedding. And I told Tanya, call the nurse. I'll figure this out once we get home. So, and then we took this picture. Hey, happy, right? That's the snapshot. That's the thing I want to remember. But, but we know that life goes on. And so a number of years later, all right, this is, this is us when, when the kids were, all of the kids were born by then. And this actually was at Christmas. I think this was, honestly, I think it was a Christmas Eve. And uh, we, we think of that moment where, hey, everyone smile. And, and again, with this picture, what you don't remember is 
saying, get up here right now. Get, I said smile, quit crying. Okay, we're about to take the picture. Hey, you know, happy family, right? And then, if you are very blessed, as, as we have been, and uh, from my wife's family, this was eight years ago, and, and what makes this such a cool picture is you can see Frank and Lydia, that's grandma and grandpa, my wife's grandma and grandpa. They had five children, and you can see the colors of the t-shirts are which child, you're a member of that family. And from those two people, 50 years later, had 144 relatives. Uh, that came directly from them through their children or through marriage. Crazy. So, so as I look at that and I think about my people, that, that every one of these people in this is related through that grandma and grandpa. It's crazy, right? What a gift. And so now, though, here's the thing about family. And, and, and just about everyone, I would say, in the pictures that you've seen, and specifically in the one of my immediate family, there is no one I have hurt more than those six people. No one. Ah, maybe my brothers. But, but when you think about it, over the last 27, 25, 23 years, uh, as long as they have been alive, and especially with my wife, as I think of uh, coming up on 28 years being married, that I have hurt her more than anyone else. I have made her cry more than anyone else. And, and as I think about that, it, it brings this reality of family where on the one hand, they are such a great blessing, and that on the other hand, relationships can be so painful. And that's why as we look at our lesson for today and we look at Jacob, we need to remember, first of all, the past that led up to this. Remember. Jacob is going away because he had destroyed his relationships with his brother and with his parents. Jacob was leaving out of necessity because his brother was literally going to kill him. And what we have in the lesson for today, just so there are no illusions, is a snapshot. Click, it's a picture of one day, and it's going to seem very rosy and very good, but it's beneficial for us to look at it because the, the elements that are in this account are elements that are, are going to be valuable for you to have in your family and definitely in your relationship with God and with him as your heavenly father. So let's begin. We, we go to the lesson and we're in Genesis chapter 29 entitled, My People. And we begin, then Jacob continued on his journey and came to the land of the eastern peoples. Very short, very succinct, and, and the point is, is that now he is leaving. He is going away from every place he had ever known, and he was going to, to a new place. And in the blank, you can write, even with family, sometimes we need a fresh start. Need a fresh start, need to move. You need to get away. That, that as you look at your life, you're like, you know what? I, I don't want to be here anymore. I need to go somewhere else uh, that's going to give me a new environment. I, I need to get away. I need to go someplace where I can breathe and, and, and get some oxygen. And 
as we think of Phoenix, I think Phoenix might be a place uh, where more of us are this way than at other places. And the reason why is many people, or few people I should say, are actually from here. That, that when you find someone who is a native Arizonan, they're going to be very proud of that. And they are going to let you know. But, but many of the rest of us came here for a different reason. And I don't know why you did, if you are one of them, if you came for a, a different job, if you were trying to get away or, or whatever it is, but something about where you were that you said, you know what, I need a break from that. And that's fine. And for Jacob, that was good. But... Understand, if you are going to do that, what you need is not a change of scenery, or, or maybe it is a little bit, but what you need even more than a change of scenery is a change of heart. Otherwise, you know what happens? Is you run away from those problems, and then they have a way of catching up with you and finding you again, right? I'm, I'm sure you've seen that either in your life or in the, it's a lot easier to see in the lives of others, isn't it? And so one of the things that, that God does for us and we took advantage today is the fresh start of confession of sins. That's why we took a moment to confess our sins, that we receive the forgiveness, God tells us we're forgiven, and every day, no matter where you are, God gives you a fresh start. We continue. There he saw a well in the open country and three flocks of sheep lying near it because the flocks were watered from that well. The stone over the mouth of the well was large. When all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone away from the well's mouth and water the sheep. Then they would return the stone to its place over the mouth of the well. Okay, so now Jacob is coming into a new place and again, he was a shepherd and, and he knew a lot about shepherding. And as he's coming to a place where he's looking for uh, his family and where he's going to live, remember he had nothing, he went to a place that made sense where people were. And so in the blank, you can write, uh, Jacob began his journey home by going to a place where he could find community. Community, it's a place where people are. And so I want you to think about that because perhaps you are here today to find community. And that's why we have service times, right? Nine o'clock and 11 o'clock. If you want to find community, if you want to be around other people, be here at that time and there will be other people here. Also, as you think about finding community, and, and being close, we, we think in terms of crosswalk being part of a community. And that's why right now on the patio, you'll see that we are part of the Levine Uniform and Hygiene Drive. It's one we're part of the community. There are people we don't know in our community, but that's okay. That we still want to, we recognize that we live in the same area, that we educate our children together, we, we, we take care of, of, of the business of a community together, and so we support them. So this is the place. Coming here, what you're doing right now is a place to find community where there are other people. But it continues. Jacob asked the shepherds, my brothers, where are you from? We're from Haran, they replied. He said to them, do you know Laban, Nahor's grandson? Yes, we know him, they answered. Then Jacob asked them, is he well? 
Yes, he is, they said. And here comes his daughter, Rachel, with the sheep. So now what's happening is he went to a place where he found community, and now he's going a little bit deeper. And so the next fill-in is, our family is the first place we begin to enjoy connection. Again, you see how this works? First of all, you come here in places, communities simply go, you get that by going to places where there are people. But now, in those places where there are people, you begin to have connection. And I want you to think about how you do that. When, when you meet people, and, and you come in and you say hello, and then most of the time, what's going to happen is people try to make connections. That what is it that we have in common? And so, when we, I showed you that picture before of the family reunion with 144 people, right? I did not know at least 80 of them before that family reunion. And it was a three-day family reunion. And so what would happen was, is, is you would, first of all, the way that you had connection were from the shirts. Everyone who had the same, either dad or, or uh, grandpa and grandma, from that family, it, it placed you in a, a family so someone could say, oh, that's right, you're his daughter, you're her son. Okay, now that, that helps me to order it and to see that you are, are connected. It shows how you are connected. And maybe you do that with this as well, through friendship, that when you introduce someone you know, normally the thing that you do is you share your connection with the person you're introducing them to. This is my son. This is my wife. This is my friend. Uh, all of those ways are, are things and places you find connection. So connection is what? But one of the things that, that I think people miss with connection is not the what, what the connection is, but rather the so what. So what? So we're connected. What does that mean? And what you see underneath there, and I don't have them as fill-ins, but simply written there, is what connection brings individuals and why connection is so important and why it is that, that we, we begin to come together, uh, not just in communities, but in smaller groups where we are connected and, and we are related to one another. That first of all, it is a place where you find love. It is a place where, where you are to find security, that there is safety with those numbers and those people around you. This is a safe place, that you find relationship, that, that you understand how you fit with other people. You begin to find meaning for your life, that, that as it relates to this group that you are part of, you begin to find significance. And, and in, involved with significance is identity, and also impact, what, what, what it is that you do, how it is that you add to this, not only community, but this connected group. Now, this is something that you either may or may not have in your family. And, and this is where a, a day like this gets difficult, because if you are not connected, that if you are not close to your family, that, that you would say, maybe I'd never experienced love in my family. I, I didn't feel secure at my home. As a matter of fact, I, I was scared at home. 
And you, and you can go through the list and look at those and see if home is a place where you found those or you don't or didn't. But by virtue of having a relationship with Jesus Christ, by virtue of calling God in heaven your Father, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, being related to that God, being forgiven by Jesus Christ, by having the Holy Spirit inside of you, you are connected. And so there is not just a physical way, but also a spiritual way that you experience every one of these things as being part of the family of God, that you experience the love of God. In Jesus Christ, as we think about his grace, his undeserved love, and you experience so many ways, and we talk about it all the time with Jesus and the forgiveness of sins because that is the one where he showed his life. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. And God continues to show love to you in so many different ways. Security. I think of Bible verses, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. That's security, knowing that God is keeping you safe. Relationship, we teach that in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, and it's why we say it. It's a reminder that he is our Father and we are his children. We have meaning for our lives. Again, we significance the identity I'm a child of God bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. Do you understand this? Do you understand why this connection is so important? Now, the final piece of this is that I know there are people here who are not experiencing this connection at Crosswalk right now. And that makes it sometimes sad because you, you, you feel like you're part of the community but you're not part of the family necessarily. And that's why I have an encouragement for you, if that is the way you feel, that, that it is, it's a problem we identify and it's something that we want to, uh, to make sure we take care of. And so, if you are feeling that way, an encouragement to go to the hub, and uh, that is the place where you start to get connected. Another place, and, and right now I would have you looking towards the fall, connections that are found in groups. It's that encouragement. That is where you are going to find this connection here at Crosswalk. We continue. So, so Jacob is there. He's finding this connection with, with family. And then Jacob says, look, he said, the sun is still high. It is not time for the flocks to be gathered. So now Jacob, remember, he had experience with being a shepherd. And he's like, it's too early to bring all these, uh, the flocks in. Water the sheep and take them back to pasture. We can't, they replied, until all the flocks are gathered and the stone has been rolled away from the mouth of the well. Then we will water the sheep. While he was still talking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherd. When Jacob saw Rachel, daughter of his uncle Laban, and Laban's sheep, he went over and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered his uncle's sheep." So, so now, again, a very practical part of this where he, he recognizes the, that the flocks now are all there, now that Rachel is there with her flocks, it, it, it was a way that they would do this, that once a day they would move this rock, and it was a way that they, all of the flocks would be able to be watered, and, and it, it was a way that the water could be distributed evenly, so that's what they did. And now Jacob, understanding what needed to be done, having a, a history with 
with sheep, jumped into service, moved that stone away, and wandered them. In the blank, you can write, one entrance into community is service. One entrance into community and a connection is service. And I want you to think about that, about a place where you can find connection by serving. And it is, I think back to all of the different things that I've done, people that I I work with, and what I've found is, is that is a place where time and time again, when it's someone that I've done something with, not necessarily, I, it, I don't know if it's just me or if you find this, but if you go, for instance, like to a party and there's just all kinds of people there and you're kind of getting to know people, that, that there can be an awkwardness, silence after you, you go over superficial things to, to talk about. But there's something about service when there's a job to do that all of a sudden now you, you have a purpose and, and you begin to work together as a team and you begin to have connection with those people. I, I think of one of the things that I did when I first came down here and I, I really didn't know many people. I started doing chains uh, for Arizona Lutheran Academy for their football team. And, and what was nice is there's four of us that would do it and as you do that and you're around these people for all the home games, I got to know individuals that I wouldn't have gotten before, gotten to know before. And then when I would see them in other settings, we, we would say hi and, and we might even have something to talk about, which is great. And I want you to think in terms of that and, and for you to know your personality and as you are looking for connection, that, that groups is a place to find it, that service is a place to find it. And again, if that is something that you are looking for, I've said it before, I've said this a hundred times, so has Pastor Jeff. Go back to the hub, talk about your gifts, where you would like to serve, and, and a way to be connected as part of a family. We continue. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and began to weep aloud. Then he kissed Rachel and began to weep aloud. Do you think maybe connection is something Jacob was longing for? Do you think maybe in this time where he realized that he would, would not see his family for a very long period of time, if ever again, that this was something that he was longing for and for someone to be close to, that he just broke down? Began to weep aloud. He told Rachel that he was a relative of her father and a son of Rebekah, so she ran and told her father. As soon as Laban heard the news about Jacob, his sister's son, he hurried to meet him. He embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his home, and there Jacob told him all these things. So then Jacob laid out the whole story, right? So you look at this and you go, this is awesome. This is, this is such a, a great story, right? And they're so close, and, and the family was there for one another. But I'm telling you, remember, this is a picture, right? This is a snapshot. And so in the blank you can write, in many relationships there is a honeymoon period which is emotionally satisfying and yet superficial. The place where I've seen this most often is when 
people get a new job. Oh my goodness, this job is going to be so awesome, right? And so, oh, I went there and the people were all so nice to me. And, and it is just, it's going to be a great place to work and everything. If you're at that place, please let me know where it is so that, no, so that I can go and put in my resume, right? But you know, there's a reason why they pay you. And that is because it's work. And very often, whether it be work or whether it be family, at those, at those family reunions where you meet people and everyone's on their best behavior, and then what happens is the longer you spend time with family, maybe you, again, we're in Arizona, we have this, right? So family wants to come and stay with us. And, and how long is it? It's, it's supposed to be, what is it, like fish? After three days, it starts to stink. And, and, and family is that way and the honeymoon period ends because you can change the location, but again, the, the problems follow you. And, and this is the, the reminder that even if you are at a place like that, uh, it's not going to last forever. It just, it doesn't. And so we go to the, the last one. Then Laban said to him, you are my flesh and blood, After Jacob had stayed with him a whole month, Laban said to him, just because you are a relative of mine, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me what your wages should be. Then the good relationship with Laban ended. (laughs) And, And because what was the question? How much are you worth? And now all of a sudden, if you've been in that position at work, uh, maybe you are so, someone who feels like you are overpaid for the job you have. Or you're like, I don't know why they give me so much money. But most of the people I talk to don't feel that way. They feel they are undervalued, overworked, and underpaid. And then it begins that in the family, the looking out for yourself, the self-centeredness, the seeds of that are planted. And, and we start to, to turn it from looking at what, what a wonderful gift family is, how blessed we are to have them, how they give us community and connection and closeness and all of those different things to realizing, hey, I give a lot of that too. I, I'm worth this as well. And so where do we go with this? The final one is from Galatians 3, a reminder. So in Christ Jesus, you are children of God through faith. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. In the blank, you can write, happily ever after does not exist in the real world. It just doesn't. And so forgiveness must be the defining mark of our families. And this is where we, where we end today, and, and really the lesson for next time is going to start, because we're going to find that, that with this snapshot, we see this great relationship of Jacob with Laban and, and, and with Rachel, and how good it was, and how close they were as a family, and happy to see one another. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm just going to say, Jacob's past begins to catch up with him. And he's going to find out that his extended family is not a whole lot different than he is. And, and as he dealt with people with deception and, and lying, and I'll just say the honeymoon ended, 
and the beginning of more hardship in the family continued. But at the same time, my hope for you, whether it be in your family here, your, your uh, physical family, or whether it be in your family of Crosswalk, your spiritual family, that you, first of all, you remember who you are a child of. That, that today, maybe for, to your dad, that you've said, happy Father's Day. But possibly, maybe, I don't want you to forget that maybe in a prayer that you pray today, that you would say, dear Lord God in heaven, happy Father's Day. I am the most blessed child in this world because you are a father who has shown perfect love to me. Day by day, you show me your grace. Day by day, you treat me better than I deserve. Every day I enjoy this closeness and significance and identity and destiny and purpose from my life that comes from your perfect relationship with you. I am telling you that, that, that today as I think about that prayer, it helps me be the dad that I want to be. And it helps me be the husband that I want to be. And it helps me be the son that I want to be and the brother and every relationship that I have and every relationship that you have as well, all of these come from our relationship with our heavenly father. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you for all the gifts that you give us as our father. You do. You take care of us. You take care of our every need. You take care of us physically and spiritually, emotionally, mentally. You give us everything we need for our body and life. And we thank you for that. Thank you most, Lord, for sending your son Jesus to be our savior, uh, for taking away our sin, for establishing that relationship. So we not only call you father because you made us, but we call you father because you loved and you saved us. Now, Lord, specifically want to pray for fathers. Help them to, to be uh, men of God. Help them to show community and connection to their families, uh, the same love that, that they've been shown by you. Please bless fathers, bless families, and, and continue to be with us and guide us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, before we close, if you would like more information about Crosswalk or to listen to other messages, head over to crosswalkphoenix.com or come and see us. Services are held at Cesar Chavez High School at 41st Avenue and Baseline on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Visit our website for directions. And now some closing thoughts from Pastor Dan. Yesterday, my wife and I had a blast going through old pictures, and they were they, they, they were those moments captured in time where, where you go back and you're like, wow, uh, what a great time of blessing in our lives. And, and as we looked at them, it, it, we thought about the blessing and, and the crying nights and the babies throwing up and changed diapers. Don't remember many of them. Uh, we remember those blessings. And, and I want you to do that today. Maybe take some time today to go look at some old pictures uh, of some great memories of connection and community in your life. But also, don't forget that, that we have some pictures, maybe they're just in our minds, the pictures of, of, of Jesus' birth, the pictures in my mind of Jesus' teaching, the picture of Jesus on the cross, the picture of the empty tomb, the picture of Jesus rising up into heaven because those are snapshots as well. And those are, are ones that remind us of his great love for us and that we are his children. 
And as you go, go with that community, go with that connection that we have with our God and go with his blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen.